This is Kristen Williams with The Trans Advocate, and today I have for you a podcast that's a few days late due to audio difficulties, but I think I've got those sorted out now, so here you go. Here's our uh, regular podcast crew, which is me, Kristen Williams, Robin Mack, and Alexis Melvin. Enjoy. This is Kristen Williams with The Trans Advocate, and today we have another podcast, and we have the regular crew here. We've got Robin Mack and Alexis. Yeah, and so we just got back from a break. We had the Unity Banquet, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but uh, on our break, we had uh, some things happen in politics. Oh, like an election night? Yeah, like um, like one or two, like from the news, I, I saw that two trans people were elected. There were 11. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And forget that number, because the cool part is that no trans person who was running as an out trans person lost. One mm-hmm. of them ended up in a runoff, so they may lose, but none lost. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty, that's saying something. I guess we're popular now. I'm not sure. I, 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 yeah, and from what I saw that everyone who was running, they were, they were running just like this honest-to-goodness race of, look, you put me in office, I'm going to take care of the bullshit that needs to be taken care of. I'll deal with roads, I'll deal with trash, I'll deal with potholes, all the stuff that, you know, grinds your gears. I'm going to take care of, and the people they were running against was going, their their entire campaign was, ooh, a tranny. Well, and not all of them were that way, because a lot of them were saying, oh, guys, we have to go fix health care. We have to fix all this stuff by getting rid of it and giving lots of money to the rich. <laughs> and, oh, I'm a wonderful person, and things like that. The neat thing about most of the people that were, you know, identified as trans was they did the old-time campaigning. They knocked on doors, they talked to people, they said, hi, I want to be your Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. representative, your city council member, you know, fill in the blanks, Mm -hmm. and guess what? I'll fix the stuff that you're worried about. Well, and then there was the New Jersey Council, uh, City Council, that was Betsy Driver, an openly intersex woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's really cool because my feeling is that the populace in general is figuring out that at least the trans community is probably not part of this sort of old-time establishment swamp, as somebody called it. <laughs> yeah. Because we just haven't been embraced by all of the old-time politicians. And <laughs> We're it, probably as safe as you can get if you don't want that sort of person in office. And since we're a week out, I've been talking to some of our community members about it, sharing about it on social media, and they're like, wow, you know, I heard of the one trans woman, but I had no idea that there was trans men. I had no idea that they ran for different positions. Wow, they're out and they were accepted. This gives me hope. 
And, and you know, in Minneapolis, there were two people elected to city council. Nice. Um, they've already had a problem with someone. <laughs> yeah. Well, making uh, some some rather well interesting comments about them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it probably isn't a new day for them in that though. No. <laughs> <laughs> like that Let's way. be honest. <laughs> but the cool thing is, if you're a city council member and someone says something disparaging to you, there's this little thing called Robert's Rules of Orders. <laughs> you know, if you do it right. No business gets to happen until they apologize sincerely. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just not acceptable. <laughs> and, you know, you all can just sit there all night because you can't even observe. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, they, they didn't push it that far, but my guess is that if it happens again, Nice, <laughs> nice. You can just sort of stop everything. And if they go on yep. without you, then it actually isn't valid and, and those sorts of things because most of those bodies do run pretty strictly by robbers. And wow. I, from what I understand, a lot of these folks that were elected, they're, they're first-time runners. They're, they're people who were like, oh my god, no, this, is, this cannot happen. I have to get involved. And that seems to be happening a lot. It is. And you know, that, that leads to the humorous thing. You know, for instance, um, the, the, the person in, um, was it North Carolina? A total blank here. But we have a list. We would say a little bit more about them. Uh, Danica. Uh-huh. Uh, Danica. That was Virginia. Virginia, yeah. Uh-huh. Like North Carolina doesn't sound right. She beat the person that wrote the yeah. anti-trans law. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about that that's really great. And then there was a person that ran against, well, I don't believe it's a trans person, but a female that ran against the person who was a congressman who sort of made fun of the women's march. She beat him. Oh yeah! Wow! <laughs> wow! And it, wow! And, and that was a, she was a first-time runner. First too. time, she just didn't like it, and it pissed her off. So she's like, "I'm running." I just thought of something like, "Our future is when trans people run against trans people," you know, or like when you know. I mean, come on, you know, like wow! I didn't even think that was left-wing trans people that are pretty far left anyway. <laughs> We're on both sides. <laughs> we do have all of the mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that's fine. But I think it's really neat that. It feels like we're taking a bigger step out of the closet. And, and, you know, we've been through this period of time when just about every television show seemed to have to have a trans person stuck in someplace. Well, yeah, I mean, it just felt like after the election last year, it felt like all of a sudden I was living back in the 1970s or 80s and that there was, I was talking to people who were like, wow, I. You know, I transitioned during a time when we were gaining a lot of ground and I could be open and and now I'm afraid. I'm afraid of going to the bathroom. And, and you know, some of the people, and I, I mention this a lot when I'm talking to people, an awful lot of the people actually that are out right now didn't live through the era where you had to be very, very careful of your personal safety. Because mm-hmm. it, yes, there were problems, and yes, you could be accosted or something, but generally that wasn't the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, we're back to that in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing all of the work for DOR, and we have a lot of people this year. We're actually worried that we're going to run along. We have more people on our list than we've ever had before. We have more mm-hmm. people from the United States on our DOR list than we've ever had before. And these are people who are who were murdered, and in our opinion, were murdered because they were trans. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just not good that we have more people than we've ever had before from the United States. Mexico has a huge increase, and I have heard about this. And 
you know, Brazil has always been so far beyond anyone else, but I'd heard that Mexico was starting to get really bad for trans people. And the numbers are showing that, that they're like four times what they've ever had before. Wow. The number of deaths. And some of that may be a little bit better reporting, but most of it really isn't. And the thing about these deaths, so is not like, oh, there was a woman walking down the street and she got robbed and knifed once. Like, it's pretty intentional and over-the-top sort of yeah. murders. That That's what occurred for me when I was, I've been there... I think I want to say this is going to be like my fourth year of being there. And when you listen to just a few of them, you realize, oh my gosh, this was more intentional versus just a robbery. This was, was like, hey, there you know. There was one this year that was in America that, um, you know, just made me sick. You know, what they did to her after they murdered her, the way that they mutilated her body. And the things that they did to her, right? And then burned her, and then like, yeah, just all. It's, it's not just your, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And and you know, we don't on our list here in Houston, we don't add people that where it looked like you know a normal murder. And I mm-hmm. really hate saying that, mm-hmm. but you know, if it was if there were people living together and they got into this big argument mm-hmm. and one of them killed the other one. That's not going to be on our list because that's like it's more of like a, a more normal domestic. domestic yeah, mm-hmm. these are the people who were killed most likely because they were trans, or that was a big part of. Mm-hmm. These lists hold names of people that I personally knew that were part of my community, but at the same time, there's something about the strength and solidarity of a community coming together to bear witness to this very, very difficult truth and this very, very difficult pain and to deal with it headlong with dignity. And one of the things is it's not just trans community individuals that are there. Sure. We, we have allies, we have law enforcement, a lot of people attend. We have been getting calls. Uh, I'm not really sure why I'm getting them, but I've been getting calls all this week with people that want to know if it's okay if they attend or mm-hmm. want to read names or want to speak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's the interesting part. And, and this year, it's going to be a little interesting because there'll be a different feel because we're so close to the Unity Banquet having delayed the Unity Banquet, which right. is sort of the opposite right. side right. of all right. this. Right, right, right. And, and so, you know, we're flowing right out of the Unity Banquet into DOR. Right. And we, we mentioned it at, at uh, the Unity Banquet. And, uh, that Monique, the person running DOR for us, felt that I uh, maybe scared everyone off by talking about it. <laughs> that it's not for everyone. Because it's not. I think that's just very honest. It's not yeah. for everyone. And, and it seems that just went the opposite way from what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. People are like, okay, now that I know what it is, I'm going to get myself mentally ready, but I really want to go. So, it's nice to have a, a little warning. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And, and that's always my thing because. If you go thinking it's going to be a party or something, it's it, not. It isn't that. It's yeah, not. Right. And, and one of the things that got created, kind of, I don't want to say in contrast. It's it's not that, but it's it's to offer um, another space, an uplifting space, was Gender Real Houston a few years ago, uh, just to kind of pick people back up afterwards a little bit and and say that there's still art in our community. There's still different narratives and expressions and. Um, and then this year they're doing a film the night before at the Rice Media Center, uh, November 17th at 6.30. And they're partnering with La Senorita, uh, 
films and I just love how after the uni to banquet and then going into trans day of remembrance, how we're partnering with so many different people, you know, and it's, it's because people want to be involved and they want to say like, we want to walk with you. We want to say that, you know, this isn't an issue or a stigma anymore for us. And we want to stand in solidarity. And I think that's pretty, um, it's pretty, it's a, it's, it's a great thing to come from, you know? I mean, I've been hearing from a lot of the the people who I consider the serious political people who aren't in office, but mm-hmm. spend their life being, you know, political, if you will. Right. You know, like like the uh, oh, some some of the people at the Victory Fund and those sorts of things. And their comment was that the Unity Banquet this year was probably the most significant political event that's happened in Houston. <laughs> and it wow. wasn't to be that way. We we are not wow. than everything else, but. The things that were important in Houston this year were politics and hurricanes. That's yep. I mean, that, yep. that's really what happened this year. Yep. So that's the way the Unity Banquet went. And there were some people that showed up and turned out to be, you know, essentially allies for the trans community that nobody would have thought would show up or be an ally. Yeah. And, and I heard that there were a couple of awards that were a bit surprising this year. There were a mm-hmm. bunch of awards that were surprised. They were surprised when we, <laughs> I mean, Robin and I are two of the people on the awards committee, and I think we were both surprised at the group of awards we gave. I'm always surprised. It was yeah. amazing. I just, uh, for one, for instance, was the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yes. I mean, when you think of that, you think about, like, I don't know, some old person that did a lot that <laughs> is about to kick it, and then they don't, and then they hate you because they feel like they got a death sentence, hey, and then... I got <laughs> <laughs> not, from, not from the Unity Bank or you know HCUC, but I, I got a lifetime achievement award from a national organization when I was 38. And, and I, I was, you know, really concerned about that. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I think I'd like you to hold it for me for like 20 years or 30 years. But yeah, and, and yeah, this year's Lifetime Achievement Award went to numbers. Now, numbers, a lot of people have no idea of all the stuff numbers has done for the Houston GLBT community. But they have always been there. And it, it's always been a safe place for everyone and anything, anybody. Uh, the, the, the interesting thing is that it's not necessarily all the staff, et cetera, at Numbers that makes it safe. It's the crowd, because everyone mm-hmm. knows everyone. If someone starts doing something they shouldn't do, it just will be taken care of until the police get there. <laughs> and I've seen that happen more than once. But it's historically, when money is needed for something, Numbers is there to help raise the first pieces of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's they, great. They helped raise the money that went into the clinic that became Legacy. They helped raise the money that went into the counseling center that became the Montrose Center. There's like six others that, that they can reel mm-hmm. off, and they're still doing that and willing to do it. And it uh, is their 39th year, I think, this year, something like that. And so as, as we were going through, we're like, you know, Lifetime Achievement Award seems mm-hmm. pretty right for that, right. Mm-hmm. and and it was interesting. Uh, Jerry, who accepted the award, uh, was setting up a show earlier that night. Ran over to accept the award and stay, and then Rudy had to run things. Fault that two of the three people that own numbers now, and it, it was sort of funny because that's the way it works. I mean, <laughs> it's sort of like you know we do that, and and Jerry didn't know what the award was. He knew they were getting an award because it's the only way we could get him there. He was but so he, excited. He did not know what it was. And he was sort of like, 
Okay, this isn't the one I expected. Uh, <laughs> I wonder which one he expected. <laughs> I, I have no clue what he expected. Yeah, I really don't. And, and so, you know, that, that was something that surprised people. I was also surprised that the entire room started clapping immediately as soon as the name was mentioned and stood up. These yes. are really young people that go party a lot. <laughs> but they used to be young people. But they've partied there before. 40 years of, you know, community support. Right. And, and in Houston, a building or business that lasts 40 years is really <laughs> Yes. You know, we're sort of like, oh, the building's five years old. Needs cleaning. Let's just tear it down. Let's take a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. We'll build something else on it in a few weeks. And, and, you know, gay bars come and go like hourly, it Woo. seems like. And, yes. And so, you know, it, it, it's sort of unusual. I mean, right. It's still there and it's still very busy. It uh, was recently named one of the top 50 small music venues in the country and since that they've been getting a whole lot more live music but there's lots of bands that played there when they were not known that they're not really well known <laughs> and it's continuing so we were sort of excited about that but we did I, I mean I did when we started going through all of the nominations and all, everything I in no way thought we it wasn't it wasn't a thought in our minds <laughs> yeah it wasn't even there and I don't even know how we got there. I, I think the way we do it is we read the prompt of what the award is. And we don't give out every award every year. So if there's not, you know, a match that pops up for us, then we just don't do it. And and then we discuss amongst a variety of uh, people, you know, do you feel like this person's fitting or this, you know, place is fitting? And it was great because once we read the Lifetime Achievement, I think it was Kuma that said, well, that's numbers. And we were like, it's yes! <laughs> and and you know, the, the funny thing, people ask us, well, so is it like a majority rules vote? I'm like, I think so, but if we aren't unanimous, we'll just keep talking. Mm -hmm. Right, <laughs> right. It's mm -hmm. a, it, yeah, it, it has to be something that everyone agrees mm -hmm. with because if there's someone who doesn't agree with it, there's something wrong. And, mm -hmm. Right, it's not fitting. And we may just not give that award, who knows? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then every now and then we end up, it's like, okay, there's somebody we have to give an award to. We, we can't fit them in, or we fit them one place, and we move them to another place, move them to another place, move another right. place, and eventually we pick something, or I'm told I have to give them the President's Award. <laughs> so I, I got a couple of clips a few days ago from some of the award uh, recipients, uh, some of the speakers, and there were some uh, people I did not expect to, I, just in my mind, I've never thought, oh, gee, that person is definitely a trans ally. You know, well, this, there, there this were several, so I'm not even sure which one you're talking well, about. Okay, so it might be County Judge Emmett. That's that's exactly. <laughs> but right. what about Jeff? <laughs> County and Jeff. Judge Ed Emmett, and um, that's and that he got up and spoke. He, he his staff warned me that. He's probably going to say four, maybe six words. So don't don't count on time to <laughs> He talked for 20 minutes. And it was all really, really good and interesting. Well, so I want to share a couple of uh, minutes of that speech with you now. I felt like I was kicked in the gut a couple of weeks ago when I was in a meeting and I got uh, an email that Joe Strauss was running again. Because um, I'm like everybody else, and I was in a meeting with Garnet Coleman, and I thought he was literally just going to just lose it in the meeting. Uh, because all of us know the importance that Speaker Strauss has had 
Uh, and in fact, before he ever made that announcement, I'm doing the state of the county November 28th. And I had already reached out and, and he had agreed to introduce me at that state of the county. And I was doing that to be real blunt and send a signal uh, to Dan Patrick and folks that, look, I side with Strauss, I don't side with you guys. And I could tell you Dan Patrick stories, but I won't. Uh, I, will, I will just leave you, I'm not going to leave you, I'm going to tell you another story later on. Uh, but my first meeting with him ended with him leaning across the desk, putting his hand out to my wife, Gwen, and saying, you know, if your husband and I don't do the right things now, our children and grandchildren are going to be surrounded by people who aren't like us. It's the most horrifying thing I've ever heard in politics. And yeah, you're sitting with your mouth open, you're going, really? Did he say it? He really did. So uh, that's kind of the life I, I get to live. But I came into this job with life outside of politics. And I think too often we, we judge things in a political realm when really we ought to step back and judge them in a human realm. And Certainly, um, getting to know Anise and Kathy, uh, you know, great people. Uh, you know, why, why would I disagree? She did not have the privilege of having a hurricane, um, <laughs> which she could point out that, hey, I was married, we didn't have hurricanes. So. <laughs> serious story, and I'm sorry to take a little bit longer, but that's one reason I wanted to be here tonight. Back around the year 2000, I was running a trade association called the National Industrial Transportation League. That organization represented shippers, you know, people who moved freight all over the country. And there was a man named Tom. And Tom lived in Portland, Oregon, and he was about 50 years old, and been married, and had two grown children, and he was on the board of directors. And he called me uh, kind of late summer, we were going to have our annual meeting uh, in North Carolina at the same time. And he said, Ed, I'm, I'm going to have to resign from the board uh, because I've decided to live the rest of my life as a woman. And I grew up in East Texas, I'm sorry, was, this was way out of my realm. And so I said, well, Tom, uh, let's talk about this because I'm curious. This is beyond anything I've dealt with. And we talked about it, and I said, well, you certainly don't have to resign. It's an elected position, and if you're reelected in November, you're fine on the board. And he explained he was going to be known as Tracy after that. And we had some hilarious conversations, I will say, because and think about North Carolina, again, back almost 20 years ago. Uh, and gotten a whole lot better, but nevertheless. <laughs> But I asked him a simple question, and this simple question has um, sort of illuminated the whole issue for me. I said, well, Tom, and I kept calling him Tom, and I kept saying, I mean, Tracy, you know, because don't hold that against us. We have trouble making that transition. I said, which bathroom are you going to use? I didn't realize how far ahead of the curve I was on that. 
And he said, well, in Oregon, I said, North Carolina is not Oregon. And I said, and you need to be very careful. And, and that's, we had that conversation. And then we had a conversation about how it was gonna happen and the hormones and the sex change operation. And he said he was taking his money to go to Thailand. And I said, why Thailand? He said, well, it's less expensive. And I said, I'm not sure that's something I'd do on a low bid basis. <laughs> and so we got to be pretty close over the years. And interestingly enough, he was reelected twice to the board. Uh, and the, the person on the board who became closest to him was the ultimate good old boy from Mississippi, who was kind of like me. He just kind of went, I don't relate to this at all, but I'm kind of fascinated. And, and you know, so Tracy Whalen was on the board all the way until I left. And I don't know when Tracy actually left the board. So when this whole issue came up, I went back to Tracy and thought, well, why is this even an issue? I mean, I don't get it. It wasn't an issue when I was president of the National Industrial Transportation League. Why should it be an issue when I'm county judge? Why should it be an issue for a lieutenant governor? Why should it be an issue for anybody else? Why don't we just all live and get along? So, so everything we do at the county uh, kind of has that direction. And so I'll put this in a place of honor. I really appreciate this. Thank you all very much. So, okay, we had the Republican Ed Emmett get an award and talk for 20 minutes about trans stuff. That's pretty amazing. It's totally amazing. And, you know, it does explain what we saw, which was we didn't have to go beat up on people at shelters mm -hmm. because they discriminate. There just mm -hmm. wasn't any, and we did check all of the shelters. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was, when when I was mentioning that, he was laughing because he was like, "Yep, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah." And, and for those of you not in Texas, county judge is the most powerful person in yep. the county, and given that Harris County is the largest county in Texas. He's one of the most powerful people in the state. Mm -hmm. uh, he's very quiet. <laughs> he doesn't say much except for at the banquet. And, and then he just kept talking. It was really nice to sit with and listen to at the table. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of comments about things. And I, it's one of those things where I think it's very nice that we have allies that aren't just Democrats. Right, absolutely. And, and it really made sense that after one of the largest disasters that was the starting point for a few more, that you just give acknowledgement to the people who literally kept you afloat. And it, and it wasn't just Ed. I mean, all these people had teams that worked hour upon hour upon hour around the clock. I mean, this disaster went on for days and... I mean, I just saw. It rained, uh, and then it rained. It rained some more. <laughs> I just saw the mayor on TV yesterday, uh, Sylvester Turner, and he started to look a little rested. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's sort of interesting is that uh, it, it's now been made public, but right before Hurricane Harvey came in, Ed Emmett had a stroke. Mm -hmm. Oh. And it was treated, and he's totally clear yeah. now. But he was told to rest for probably a month to six weeks and watch it, etc. Then the hurricane hit. Oh, how? And he said that 
he would be on TV <laughs> and saying stuff, and immediately after getting off of TV, which really meant he was just turning around so the other station could film him, his right. phone would ring. Mm -hmm. It was his doctor saying, you're supposed to be resting. <laughs> <laughs> he said he would say, oh, I'm sure I will. And then he would do the next TV spot, and then his phone would ring. <laughs> Well, speaking of TV spots, so you had, uh, I understand, someone who is now thought of as a hero. Jeff. That's kind what of the papers this week say. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he's the guy that, like, okay, so you have the, the television coverage and the hype and the nonsense, and then he would come along and say, okay, this is what's actually going on. This is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. And at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. And when we get closer, I will tell you because I'm giving you the facts. And even That's if you didn't know him, you're like, I trust that guy, you exactly. know? Exactly. And everyone did. And mm -hmm. it was exactly the right thing at the right time. And you had the Corps of Engineers that perhaps weren't quite as credible if you listen to what they were really saying. You're like... I think he just told me the water's going to run upstream or something. I, 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 sure. And Jeff would come on and say, well, yeah, I know what you just heard, but here's what's really going to happen. And, yeah, I just remember watching Jeff, and then after one of his speeches, I got on the phone immediately with my friend. I'm like, you need to pack a bag now. You know, like, I mean, he, he just led us to results. It, it's going to be a problem here or it's not. And so we decided when we were doing the awards that that's the type of person we want to give an award to. We really didn't have one that fit, so I was told I had to give him the president's award, <laughs> president of TFA. <laughs> As I explained at the banquet, president award is given by the president, except I'm told who I have to give it to always. <laughs> well, you just can't pass Jeff up. Like This is the year. And it, what was funny was is when people were walking into the banquet, they were coming in the doors, and Jeff was sitting over to the, the right, and they said, wait. Is that the guy from the news? Uh, is that the weather the guy? guy? Is, that the, is that the weather guy? Like, they were trying to figure out who he was. Wait, what channel was that guy on? And we had a laugh. We were like, everyone during a disaster? <laughs> and, 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 you know, I would typically say, yeah, let's go talk to him. Because yeah. he's never received an award before is what he mm. told us. And so when we announced his award, the pe you know, people there didn't know that he was getting an award. And, mm -hmm. the, again, it was like stand-up, lots of applause. He was really nice. He said a few words and, and those sorts of things. And then when uh, Judge Emmett came up, he works for Judge Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Judge Emmett is his, his sort of top boss. <laughs> Jeff works for Harris County Flood Control. And Judge Emmett is sort of Harris County. <laughs> but I think he gave him a compliment, right? Well, he did. And, yeah. And, and he said, you know, he said, here I go again following Jeff. And I've sort of been doing this. <laughs> I'm used to doing this. And he congratulated him on his award. And he said, you know, people always ask me about Jeff. And they, they want to know if he's really as grumpy and all rumpled. And, you know, and, as that, yes, he is. You know, when, when you stay up 24 hours a day mm -hmm. for about two weeks. And, right. Maybe get an hour of sleep here and there, and you don't leave, and mm -hmm. you're in front of cameras all the time, and you just rarely eat. Yeah, you, right. you get a little grumpy and grumpled <laughs> and all that. And he said, so yeah, he is. And so that, that, was, that was a big plus, too. In fact, Jeff told me later, he said, you know, he really appreciates the award, but he also really appreciates a compliment from his boss. Right, right. <laughs> Well, and I just appreciate, like, how we highlight the fact that they're human, you know? I mean, Emmett was managing his own well-being right before a disaster and during a disaster. You know, for people who didn't even 
tune into the coverage at the right time around the nation didn't know how long we were actually in this flood it went on for like days mm -hmm. so um that was it, it could easily be missed the amount of work that they put in well this year you know it's it seems like it's flood and politics and certainly that's what the banquet seemed to be mm -hmm. but it just seemed like there was such an interesting an interesting and like a good way mix of folks i i understand that like now the national organization of women kind of opened things up yeah, yes we, we had poppy and poppy poppy poppy, poppy. difficult to describe uh we'll be we'll have a clip out on our website where you can see poppy's talk because i i can't describe it poppy. Poppy. i, I use i use firecracker like she just yeah. hit the ground running and she starts out <laughs> slow and then it's like okay now we're running <laughs> you'll see what i mean and she just happened to bring with her the president uh, the current president of national organization of women because poppy had a lot to do with national organization of women from the very start mm -hmm. yes and, mm -hmm. and and that but but several people are like Wait a minute. That wasn't like on the program type thing. I'm like, no. well, we knew she was coming, but <laughs> she had a few words to say. And of course, former Mayor Parker got up and said mm -hmm. some things that were quite interesting, and that clip will be on our website. And then Phyllis Fry, who usually has some Judge things to Phyllis say. Fry. Judge. Judge, Judge Phyllis, Phyllis Fry. Fry. I, I, hey, I got the Fry, and I used just the Phyllis. <laughs> Good <old> Phyllis. <laughs> but, said some things that were quite interesting because she was talking about elections and uh, various things around elections and ended the whole thing asking the question of why aren't you running for office i love that part i love that part share that clip on we definitely should oh, yeah. and then yeah. the the person in the background you you'll hear uh responding to her is ray hill you know, she oh, said, she said, oh, is it because you're shy? He says, never stop me. <laughs> is it because you don't have money? Never stop me. <laughs> and, and the interesting thing about this is that the day after the banquet, I got a call from someone mm -hmm. that had said something at the banquet, but I literally just got home and they wanted to know if uh, TFA could help them run for office. Mm -hmm. because they had sort of thought about it, and then after Phyllis said it, they couldn't get it out of their mind. Oh. Oh. And I, I explained that we're a 501c3, so we can't help candidates. But I happen to be on the board of this other group called the Houston oh. GLBT Political Caucus. <laughs> Please and look up the Houston LGBT, LGBT Political Caucus. And we would be happy to you know, <laughs> not help them as TFA, but help them as right. groups. And so they have now actually filed to run for office in Brazoria County. And, wow. Um, they're running for the Texas legislature. Yeah. Wow. And then later that day, there were two other people that called. <laughs> I love how everyone has your phone number. And, and they can't get Phyllis's question out of their mind. And one of them, mm -hmm. I think, is running. Oh, that's, that's another one calling right now. Probably. Yeah. And the other one, I don't know whether they're going to run or not, but we'll see. And so it's sort of interesting. So since you have a phone call, uh, let's, let's listen to that clip. And so throughout the night, we have a couple of individuals who are bringing up just to speak with us. Where's Phyllis Fry? Phyllis, throwing us up here. Thank you very much. As all of us sit here and drink and eat and listen, and the time goes by, you're thinking, when is there going to be a bathroom break? <laughs> 
what would have happened if the bathroom bill had passed? No, I'm serious. What would have happened if the bathroom bill had passed? I guarantee you that Dan Patrick and his minions, and we know who they are in the city of Houston because they fought against the Equal Rights Ordinance, they would have hired constables down that hall checking your ID. They would. They would see it as a duty. That's how important it is. Now, if that law ever does pass, I've already talked to the chief of police, and he said that he would be more than glad to uh, arrest me in front of the cameras so that we can get the ball rolling. But really and truly, you've got to think about the timetable. The next time the legislature meets is in January of 2019. The people who will be in Austin are elected in November of 2018. The Democrats and Republicans who are running in the primaries to run in the general election in November, I think the primaries are February or March, March of next year. Deadline is next month. That's right. And anybody who wants to run for office, that deadline is, I think, December the 11th? Okay, and we got three people here that I know of. Jennifer Poole is running the state house, right? Okay. Fran Watson is running the state senate. Stephen Kirkland is running for the Supreme Court. Why aren't you running? Why aren't you running? <laughs> now I'm serious. Why aren't you running? Now if you wanna if you wanna do something to help, she needs your help, and he needs your help. And she needs your help. Volunteer help, monetary help, phone call help, all that other kind of help. But you know what? We need more of our people on the ballot. Okay, you're probably thinking to yourself, man, I ain't gonna win. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> That's right. And what happened when you ran? I found friends. Not only that, but the media wanted to know what you had to say. So that means that if you file for a House office or a Senate office, I don't care if you file as a Republican or as a Democrat, and I know there's Republicans in here because you always come up to me and the big smile on your face, I'm Republican. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's fine, because there's a lot of bad Republicans out there in office, and there's a lot of good Republicans, okay, who are scared, who are scared to stand up for what's right. There's a lot of good ones. We gave an award to one. Thank you, sir. But you've got to file. You have got to file. So what if you lose in February? Between December and February, I guarantee you, the media is going to come to you and they're going to want to know why you're running. And you're going to be able to say, because I've been on the Google. And I have gone to the Texas Penal Code. In, in the Google, I've gone to the Texas Penal Code, and Dan Patrick says that we've got to protect people from indecent exposure in the women's restrooms. You know what? I found that it's already against the law. And we got to protect people in the women's restrooms from people coming in and masturbating and indecent exposure. You know what? I found out it was already against the law. And everything that those idiots are saying is already against the law. And you get to say that. And you get to stand up. So I want about five or six more, y'all. <laughs> to run. I don't care if you lose in February. You've got to run. And that's about all I've got to say. What did you think about Phyllis's? Uh... It, it was, as usual, it wasn't what I expected. And Phyllis <laughs> never does what I expect. In fact, she told me what she was going to talk about, and what she said wasn't it. <laughs> But, but I'm really used to that. And I, the, the thing that was interesting was the fact that afterwards, her little challenge at the end of saying, why aren't you running, really resonated with people. And so, I mean, that's, that's actually a, a question for everyone who's listening to this podcast. Why aren't you running? In Texas, you have until December 11th. Uh, go out and register. You have to either collect a bunch of names or pay a fee and the fee varies for which office you're going to. A lot of people just go out, raise a little bit of money and pay the fee. So like, let's say someone uh, wanted to run for office, um, how would they just contact the political caucus or? Well, you can do that. Uh, the easy way is go to the Secretary of State's website mm -hmm. and say, I want to run for office. Or how do I run for office? <laughs> Oddly enough, everything is on there. It walks you through it step by step. If you want to run as an independent, you do one thing. If you want to run as a Republican, you do another thing. If you want to run as a Democrat, you do another thing. Uh -huh. If you want to run as Green Party or uh, Libertarian, there's sort of a different uh -huh. version. But all of that is on the Secretary of State website. The nice thing is that it's not rumor stuff. It's like the real rule. Right. 
and you, you, it, it almost could look you go through and you do either option A or option B and you go file it and if you want to run as a Republican for instance you have to file it with your county chair your Republican county chair if you want to run as a Democrat it's your Democrat county chair if you want to run an independent you file it with the Secretary of State and there's different filing dates for independents than there are for major parties well you know and the, the amazing thing is we just saw that you can be trans and you can absolutely be elected. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you can you be intersex and be elected. All across the nation. And if you take statistics out of this election, it says that your odds are pretty darn good of being elected. It says, says that you actually didn't lose. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think it is possible for a trans person to lose, but sure. this time we didn't. And, and I think that's the big thing. The other part about it that, that Phyllis did point out, if you've listened to what she said, was that, let's say you don't win. You've had your say, it's very public, the media is going to report what you say, you get your say in a very public stage and people listen to you. Yeah. So even if you lose, you've had the, the possibility of making a major effect on people's lives. And the part that I still find interesting is we didn't set out to do like the best political or the most influential political event of the year. With the bank. Uh, <laughs> that, no, no, <laughs> no. I think when we left last year, we just wanted, you know, a rockin' 25th celebration. And right. I mean, if you look at the diversity in the room, I think it's a huge accomplishment from where it first started. But I wouldn't say that we had a political agenda or a, it no. wasn't even a hint in our mind that we would have to highlight people that ha did flood control. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's where mm -hmm. things happen that were positive. And I think that's one of the nice things. I also think that, I mean, if you really think about it, some of the awards that we gave or some of the groups, et cetera, those people got awards on the same stage the same night as, mm -hmm. as Jeff Lindner mm -hmm. and some of the other people that are very, very, very well thought of. Uh, one award, there was only one award awardee that couldn't be there, mm -hmm. and that was Joe Strauss. Joe Strauss is a speaker of the Texas House, another Republican. Republican. That we didn't exactly set out to support, but let's be honest, he supported us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How, and, how many uh, bathroom bills did he quash? Well, there were over 128 bills that made it through the Senate. 2017, the year we flushed them. <laughs> and, and zero of them made it through the house. So, you know, and, and, and as I did point out, the Thanks, Joe. Were, you know, the Democrats were the minority, so the Democrats did not stop those bills. Now, lots of people did lots of things to try to influence everyone to vote against them, but the Republicans are the ones that, you know, held up their hand or actually pushed their button and said no. And we even had a special session, and they said, uh, and they tried no. Again. <laughs> and he's like, nope. <laughs> and and for, the record, for the record, I would find it completely fine if everyone just found it obnoxious to ever bring up the topic and waste money on it again. Like, we can move forward now, right? <laughs> right, everyone? Well, does it matter, like, educate kids? Oh, what? Uh, right. I mean, I mean no, maybe no, some flood support after all this that shenanigans? Do bills that are going to do nothing ah. but lawsuits. <laughs> and, and that was the thing. So it's sort of like, okay, this is going to be weird. I was actually very nervous about some of the awards we were giving because the room's full of people who generally wouldn't like these people. <laughs> and at the same time, we gave an award to a group because they're 
essentially the leaders of a lot of the activist groups. Mm -hmm. And the, the award wasn't for that, even though they did quite well. It was because when Harvey mm -hmm. hit, they just stopped the political activism, took exactly the same group of people and the way they'd been yes. doing things to get all the rallies and everything going on, and sort of shifted it to, okay, we need to keep Support. people safe and volunteer at, at this and that, and they were just managing volunteers all over the county. Like wow. nurses, supplies, like immediate action. And, and you know, the, the one that got me was that at one of the shelters that was opening up, they needed something like 50 registered nurses. Well, they had 150 there in less than an hour. I mean, leave it to activists to have people show up immediately. Like, that's, uh, and, you know. And that, that led to some of the pictures that people saw that were along the line mm -hmm. outside the, the various venues that were being used for shelters. Mm -hmm. Well, they were to volunteer, not to, to need help, <laughs> but the people that needed help were getting in right away. <laughs> and, and these were the volunteer lines that were along. And I'm sort of like, that's really great. I, I mean, that's the way I wish it would be. <laughs> well, do we have any upcoming events? Anything that we need to let people know about? I know that we have the uh, TDOR coming up. Well, that starts um, about 7 o'clock at... Uh, that starts at... Oh, gosh. Let's see. That starts at 7 o'clock at U of H at the Amy Bruce Center. And the programming will go around 7.45. We'll have refreshments afterwards, so get there when you can. And then the day before for Gender Real... Houston, they're presenting at the Rice Media Center at 6.30. They're partnering with Senorita Cinema to present Southwest of Salem, the story of the San Antonio Four. And you can look at their Facebook page, Gender Real Houston, for information. Okay. And we still have the Monday night group happening. The Monday night groups are happening, mm -hmm. and then I'm hoping we make it to the end of the year. Yes. It's like a new year. This one hasn't been great. Right. <laughs> Come on, 2018. <laughs> you know, 18 is going to be interesting just because everyone's running for office. <laughs> That's right. It's looking up. It's looking up. <laughs> and, and, I, and when I say that, it is amazing the number of people who are running for office in Texas. And it's a bunch of people who have never before considered doing it. The, the exactly and, and the people in, in looking at this the people who are running for office that have never done it before are raising way more money than the people who <laughs> have won we, we've had already uh, Ted Poe in uh, the Texas Congressional District 2 decided the race just wasn't going to be fun this year now he has a bunch of people who've raised more money than him running on the Democratic side he has Republican challengers who've raised more money than him and I think he had one independent, I'd have to look, but he decided, you know, time to retire. And so that's one win. We didn't particularly like his policies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his stories are really great, especially the Lone Ranger one. If you're ever around him, you might ask him. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I remember there was a trans advocate that wanted to educate him about this thing called intersex. And he was yeah, like, that, no, that doesn't <laughs> exist. It's not real. Exactly. Nope. Doesn't happen. <laughs> and, 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 and fortunately, the person maintained their decorum because <laughs> and that's a good thing. But uh, so we had Ted Poe drop out. There have been several other people in Texas who just decided it's time to retire. Mm -hmm. um, we had someone who was okay. Um, this would be Jean Green that decided to retire. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else, uh, 
current senator, state senator Sylvia Garcia is running for that uh, position, uh, registered right away. I'm quite sure she knew this was going to happen. <laughs> it, it, it was like instant, uh, you know, file. And Sylvia has probably been the strongest ally we've had in uh, the Senate. Oh, and wow. we being the trans community. Um, Sylvia's really, really good. Uh, has done nothing but help, mm -hmm. is really nice, you know, hangs out with Robin in various interesting places. <laughs> we it's my, my bathroom buddy. <laughs> and, and so I'm really excited about that because Sylvia is not someone who's going to sit quietly. No. If she gets to Washington. So, so that, that's a, an interesting possibility. In fact, I think a lot of people could take notes from her. I watched uh, way too much of the legislation sessions this year. And I always found myself being really moved by what she had to say, not because it was anything different or profound. It was because a politician was saying exactly what we want politicians to say. She was being a voice. She wasn't stepping over anything. She wasn't letting people getting, get away with their lies. And I just really appreciated that about her. Um, and I could say that there were a few other people that were doing this from time to time, but the thing I thought was great about her is that she was just so consistent. Anytime she got the mic, she used it. And I, I just thank her for that. And, and her history as a politician is sort of interesting because her husband was in office and then she followed behind her husband when he passed away. Oh. Yeah. And Sometimes that works out well, sometimes it doesn't. In her case, I think it's worked out very, very, very well. She does a fine job. So um, is there any announcements or anything that we need to let people know about? Not that I know of, but, you know, I've been sort of uh, mentally half dead dealing with banquet <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I mean, in, in case people that are listening have never run an event, one of the things that happens is that two weeks out from the event, everything just goes crazy and, and <laughs> you're spending your entire life plus some trying to keep things together and, and moving forward. Well, our two weeks out started like two months before because we delayed the event and it's right. stuck in there. And then right after the event, you're spending the cleanup time of getting all the finances done, et cetera. And so that's been this week on the banquet thing of getting everything straightened out because for some strange reason, venues always forget that you actually given them deposit checks <laughs> and you prepay for There's always the aftermath. It, 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 you know, I, I mean, I'm sure it, it's just random that it always happens. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you have to remind them and then, then you know, they remember one but not two. And, and then it all gets straight and life is good and you go forward. So just to let remind people, if you are a trans, uh, intersex, genderqueer, uh, a member of the trans community, and you are a victim of a disaster, um, you can go to tdrfund.us and apply for assistance. That's a fund we set up to help our community come through disasters. Um, and if you want to support that fund, how would you do that? You can go to the same site, tdrfund.us, and donate. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I understand that we have a um, what else? A, a scholarship, yeah? We do, and the Unity Banquet, one of the things that funds are scholarships, and you can go to unitybanquet.com and actually, in, you know, find the scholarship 
application, fill it out. Mm -hmm. If there's some of the stuff you don't know, that's fine. Just fill out what you can fill out, send it to us, and we'll contact you and ask questions on the rest. And if someone wanted to support the scholarship fund, how would they do that? The, the main website of ours is, is TFAHouston.com. If you go to donate, you have the option of donating to everything. Just gotcha. pick what you want. Gotcha. Donate all of it, any of it, whatever. That's, uh, that's oh, the yeah. So we also have the Trans Archive, uh, which is a pretty substantial archive of trans history from around the world going back, what? A decade or two or three? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, yeah, right. I, I'm sort of to say what I'm about to say, but you know, at, at the Unity Bank, we decided that since this was our 25th, we would display some of the archive things. And so we were displaying some newspapers from, oh, I think like the 1700s. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm hesitant because I didn't talk to Kristen beforehand. So, <laughs> yeah, they we, survived. We're all fine. <laughs> Probably live for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got things that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Some some of those things are thousands of years old from uh, Europe, the Americas, uh, Africa, all of those kinds of things. And I guess if you want to support the um, Trans Archive, yeah. you go to what? And, you know, there's a lot of stuff there because we do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, and I would also say that if you're not into doing any stuff, but you're still listening to this, you could rate and review the podcast, and that goes a long way. And then if you're just your regular old, I don't know, holiday shopper, your Amazon can donate to us. Go to smile.amazon.com. Smile on us. Select Transgender Foundation of America, mm -hmm. and we get a check. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. sort of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I do you, that all the time. Yep. And if you're in reading the Trans Advocate, there's a little thing called Patreon there. That yeah. Yeah, patreon.com slash Trans Advocate. <laughs> And we have more stuff that we're going to be doing coming up in the new year that'll be really exciting that we'll be raising more money for. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. By the way, if you're in the Houston area where you can travel a little bit and you know, want to sort of join in and help, yeah. send us a note. TFA Houston volunteer. Like, and come on. Happy to have volunteers. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And when people say, how come people don't know what you're doing? How come they don't know? Well, it's because you didn't share it. <laughs> now it's on you. Now it's on you. No, uh, well, some of the things that people can help with are, uh, well, they can be on a committee to get our relief fund out to people. So we, uh, we have this playful term calling it the Easter Bunny because it feels like you're going and delivering, you know, uh, uh, abundance to someone in need. So if you want to be on a committee to see who can get support and then actually get that support to them in funds or even connect them to other services, we can support you in that. If you want to work on the archives from near or far, you could be at home on your internet and help us tag items. If you want to be around the Unity Banquet or the Pride or Transgender Day of Remembrance and be in person, you can be on site and help uh, assist with the setup and the breakdown of that. And you can help with a lot of other stuff around yeah. that also. There's not really a shortage. Fundraising and start trying <laughs> to find exactly what we need for space next year. Mm -hmm. We'll be talking about Ooh. that. You can get involved with that. Future uh, planning. Really and new. And you haven't heard me mention that until just recently. Uh, <laughs> and 
essentially, if there's something you like to do, we could probably use the help. Right. If you're into something, just let us know because that's a way to get into community and start to find out actually who your community is in a whole different way. You want to be on the awards committee that I was sure, sure, have you sure. Uh, you know, it goes everywhere from nothing but laughing for the entire thing and it's so much fun to people in tears. Sure, we have that. Yep, we're all volunteers, so we're just like you, and the more hands, the better giving to our community. So come on down to tfahouston.com and sign up. Yeah, and if you happen to be a writer and want to uh, consider having some of your stuff shared on the Trans Advocate, there are there's a place uh, where you can submit your articles to uh, the editors for publication. And once you've had several things accepted and you sort of get added to the Trans Advocate. Uh, writers group, you will be amazed at the company you're in. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> just about uh -huh. every trans advocate you've ever heard of. <laughs> just about every trans writer you've ever heard of. Not much. Well, not even not even just in the U.S. You know, that's the neat thing, right? Oh, yes. And in fact, we also have the Brazilian Trans Advocate that's right there at transadvocate.com. And, and they post lots of stuff. It's all in Portuguese. I heard, the, U <laughs> I heard the UK wants in. <laughs> well, all right. Well, thanks for uh, coming together again to do this uh, podcast. I, I enjoy it. This has been a pretty cool experiment, and I want to see it continue. Sounds great. And I presume we're doing it next week. Uh, that's my plan. Yeah, actually, that would be really good. It's right before Thanksgiving, I think. Right. Thanksgiving, yes. Thanksgiving, depending on how you celebrate. <laughs> yep. All right. Hey, Thanksgiving is one of the only two holidays that I actually like. <laughs> Thanksgiving and Fourth of July. Fourth of July, people lots of stuff. Up. Well, <laughs> I for think I'm going for all the shoppers out there, it's called the warm-up lab. <laughs> All right, see you folks next time. If you like hearing trans advocate essays and podcasts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher. Please rate and review us. This really helps our work become more visible. If you have any comments or suggestions for who we should interview next on our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter or through our contact form at transadvocate.com. Alternatively, you can call our tip line at 708-274-7826. If you're a member of the trans, intersex or genderqueer community and need help because you're a victim of an officially declared disaster, you can get it at our Trans Disaster Relief Fund at tdrfund.us. If you're a trans or a trans ally and are currently going to college or trade school, you can apply for one of our scholarships. Moreover, if you need help getting the word out about your trans community fundraiser, we'd love to help you get the word out. The Trans Advocate is a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Lastly, remember to always register and vote no matter what.
I will tell you that when it, where it's uh, unable to create file, lethal tiny letters. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and, and I very well may have missed that. I'm betting that's exactly what it said. Oh. And then wait, I, wait, what happened? No, no I, I said it's all good, but I said, you know, where it says unable to create file, that I now know where it is, is little tiny letters. That, that without glasses, all it looks like a line to me. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I'm now looking to see. It's all fine, not like that. But, uh, but yeah, but, you know. Are we back for recording? Yeah, of course we are. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping to get some you know, really salacious type stuff. Well, I, I always edit that out. Says it's recording, says it created a file. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm totally convinced we're doomed. <laughs> That's only taken 45 minutes of messing with stuff to get us to this point, but that's okay. As long as we get the recording. That's right. I mean, come on. We don't know that's okay until we're done. Right. Just factual. Just that's facts. That's facts. Facts are facts. You know? Facts are facts. <laughs>